This is Kirsten Schultz, and I'm going to be doing a little bit of a preview of our podcast coming up here about chronic sex. Um, the first thing that I want to do is kind of discuss why we're calling the podcast and the whole movement that we're working on chronic sex. Um, really what we're looking to do and what this whole movement embodies is starting a conversation about how our chronic illnesses, disabilities, um, affect our ability to love and take care of ourselves, which in turn affects our relationships with other people, um, including all the way up to our sexuality, whether or not we feel sexy, um, and the acts included under the umbrella of sexual activity themselves. Uh, it's very hard to engage in sexual activity if you don't feel like you're worth getting pleasure, if you don't feel like you are worth somebody else maybe putting in more effort because you're in pain and can't do certain things. And the name Chronic Sex just really came about as I was looking for a term that hadn't been used before, that wasn't being used in other realms, um, and one that was short enough that we could use it as a hashtag for our weekly chats that we have Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, starting soon here, I'm hoping to have an additional chat, um, hopefully earlier in the day, so that we can be a little bit more inclusive of those living around the world, just because, you know, 7 p.m. Eastern Time is pretty much where everybody else in the world is asleep. So um, we're looking to hopefully expand to two chats here so that we can get some more um, activity from people in the UK who have really um, been excited about this movement, been participating when they're up late with painsomnia, but um, haven't been able to necessarily participate on a regular basis um, just due to the timing. So what we're going to do with this podcast is we're going to do, I think, a, a bi-weekly podcast. So every two weeks we'll release an episode and um, we're going to alternate what the focus is of each episode. So for the first week, what we'll do is myself and Kristen Coppins, who will be um, working on this podcast with me, I'm very excited to say. Um, you know, one week we'll do more of a conversation about general chronic illness things. This may include news that's come up, hot topics, uh, things like that. And um, that will be kind of our chronic K's segment of the podcast. Um, the, the next episode that's released then will be specifically about um, chronic sex-related topics. So things about self-care, self-love, our self-worth, how we can be compassionate to ourselves, um, issues that our illnesses may cause in relationships, whether that's an intimate relationship, 
with a partner or um, a casual dating relationship or even a relationship with family members and friends or at work, (laughs) as as Kristen and I have both um, unfortunately dealt with. And we'll we'll also touch on how our illnesses affect our sexuality and, um, you know, again, obviously sex, you know, different things that we have to be mindful of, um, how sometimes with pain we may not be able to be as spontaneous as we like all those fun topics. Um... I realized I haven't introduced myself. Hopefully you know who I am already, but I'm Kirsten Schultz. Um, I have been collecting chronic illnesses since I was five years old, and um, the first one we added to my list was actually asthma, which is pretty mild and intermittent. Um, Tends to be worse during cold weather or, um, you know, if I'm participating in certain activities. Um, the biggie, though, was my systemic juvenile idiopathic arthritis, or Stills disease, um, and that required going through a whole host of misdiagnoses to get to that point. Um, I grew up without medical care, unfortunately, and in a very difficult household, um, and... By the time I hit high school, I was very interested in how, as a society, we approach the topics of sex and sexuality. Now, at that time, you know, the Paris Hilton, Carl's Jr. slash Hardy's cheeseburger ad had come out where she's in this, you know, tangini thing with (laughs) eating this juicy hamburger on the top of this car and just... um, you know, conversations about that on the one hand versus, you know, the abstinence-only education that was kind of put in place on a federal level um, during that time period. And I actually did end up writing um, my senior thesis in high school as a part of my international baccalaureate diploma um, on that juxtaposition of Um, pushing sex as a society because sex sells, but not educating people about sex and sexuality um, and how to keep themselves and each other safe. Um, When I was in college, I met my husband and started to blog as a way to show him what I was dealing with and as a way for myself to learn about my illnesses. Um, As a part of how I grew up, I did not have the best emotional education and really was having a hard time coming to grips with discussing with him the possible complications related to my illness. And I found that writing took the immediate emotion out of it. I might cry when I write, but I don't have to cry in front of him. (laughs) I don't like crying. I've I've embraced it more now, but we're talking nine years ago. So, um, you know, and and a couple years after that, 
I had kind of moved away from the general blog that I was writing that included a lot of my political thoughts at the time, a lot about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and things that I was studying as a religious studies major with a history and politics minor, um, and had really focused on writing about my health. And so my husband, who I will refer to as T, both... Um, on my personal blog, Not Standing Still's Disease and elsewhere, um, you know, said to me, well, hey, I think really you should just write about your health. Let's start this other blog, and here's this great name for it, and let's do it. And I, I mulled it over for a few days before kind of jumping right into it. And so I've been writing with Not Standing Still's Disease for seven years now. Um... In the last seven years, I have um, had the chance to meet and be a part of the lives of some amazing people dealing with chronic illness. And part of how chronic sex came about was again and again I was hearing people talking about how their illnesses were affecting their relationships and how their illnesses made them feel lesser. Um, and there is a ton of ableism in the world, but it's very easy to internalize that ableism and, um, kind of get in a downward spiral of thinking about how horrible you are, how horrible the parts of your body that aren't working correctly are, um, and, and really kind of go into a depression from that. Um, I've struggled with depression, you know, for the vast majority of my life. Um, I think the first time that I considered looking at um, ending my life, I was seven years old. So it's been a while. Um, And that's something that goes hand in hand with chronic illnesses very often. Um, just just as a result of the nature of what we have to deal with and what we have to face with our illnesses. So um, in, in meeting all of the wonderful people that I know um, and hearing their stories, I really realized that there wasn't anything out there that was readily available, very public, about our illnesses and how they affect us and how they affect everyone who comes into contact with us um and really everything you know I I have three guinea pigs I talk about them often and they're my support animals but they also you know see a lot more of what I deal with regarding my illnesses than anybody else um just because of the sheer fact that I'm here at home with them, that they comfort me, that they're always very interested in what I'm doing, mostly because they think I have food. Um, but, you know, they're very loving creatures. And so, you know, even our pets are affected by our illnesses. And these are things that people aren't really talking about on a wide scale. You may have some people in niches, you know, discussing, but not... Not so much in one place. There aren't always all the resources that people are looking for in one place. Um, 
people don't know all the statistics about sex and sexuality, whether that involves sexual dysfunction or, um, you know, just basic facts about sexuality. Um, Like, you know, three quarters of women can't achieve orgasm by um, vaginal penetration alone and need clitoral stimulation. And that's a fact that many of my lovely chronically ill friends don't always know because that sexual education isn't there. And so then that adds to the degradation, the internalized ableism that we feel if we can't achieve an orgasm through vaginal penetration. It's all of a sudden there's something wrong with me. You know, I am just not good at sex. I better just not ever have sex again. Um, you know, those kinds of thoughts that come up. And that's a very specific example, but we will definitely get into more of those as we go. Um, my other partner in crime, aside from Kristen Coppins, who is amazing, and I encourage you guys to check out her blog. I'll put it in the notes here. Um, And next time, hopefully, you can hear a little bit from her. But um, my other partner in crime is Mariah Leach. And she has been blogging since 2008 from this point forward. And she really works on, um, you know, supporting women with chronic illnesses who are or want to become mothers. That, that's her biggest source of passion um, as somebody who has had two children now. And she is wonderful in that um, regard and, and regarding sex and sexuality in general. She's just a wonderful person. So I would highly encourage you to check out her blog too. And again, I'll put those in the notes. Um, other notable people that we will probably be talking to um, involve or include um, Lena Anderson, who is another juvenile arthritis patient. She lives in Toronto, Canada, and she has been um, incredibly supportive of chronic sex and actually one of the reasons it has gotten started, um, both due to her covering it for the websites she works for, but also um, due to how she discusses, very frankly, masturbation um, when you are disabled and Um, One of my favorite blog posts about sex and sexuality that she's written involved, um, you know, finding a friend that you could trust to unscrew the bottom of your vibrator to replace the batteries so that you could masturbate effectively on your own. Um, And that was just a really eye-opening thing for me, having been in a relationship so long And having somebody around who can open vibrators and jars and all those things that we kind of take for granted. Um, You know, some other people that are great in talking about some of these issues um, involve the In Sickness and In Health podcast. Um, Abby Norman, who writes... um, it's a, there's a series of posts called Ask Me About My Uterus um, that are really centered around um, 
menstruation issues, endometriosis issues, and a vast number of other things. Um, And she is very vocal about those things. And I'm really excited to share that she has a book that will be coming out soon um, about some of her own journeys she's had in life as a patient with endometriosis. Um, I'm also excited to share that as a result of the work that I've already done with chronic sex in the last year, um, I will be attending a number of conferences. Um, Mariah and I will be presenting and, and running a panel on sex and sexuality and relationships for the Arthritis Foundation's Juvenile Arthritis Conferences this summer. Um, one is in Phoenix in July, and the other is in Philadelphia in August. Um, and that session is open to the young adults only, so 18 and up, um, who are, you know, w- without parents coming in. It's it's a, going to be a very safe space. Um, I'll also be presenting about chronic sex at Stanford University's Medicine X Conference as a part of their Healthcare Innovations Day, um, explaining the the project to a number of different stakeholders in healthcare from patients to physicians to other people involved in the healthcare system and I'm really excited about that um and then later that month in September I will be at the um women in pain conference in los angeles talking about sex and sexuality as someone with chronic pain so i'm really excited to get started with this podcast with um sharing stories whether that's my stories um those of Kristen, lena mariah and abby um or you know, yours, if you would like to reach out, if you would like to share, um, you know, what, what you have gone through regarding any of these topics, I would love to hear from you. Um, I'll put my email in the show notes here so that you have easy access to it. Um, and you can definitely let me know if it's something that you want to have be completely anonymous if you want to use your first name if you're like me and just don't care anymore (laughs) Um, you know all those things are things we can certainly discuss Um, and we're always looking for people to write guest blog posts for our website which is chroniccex.org don't go to chroniccex.com it's like a weed store I think so um dot org that's that's all you need to remember chroniccex.org um and and i also try i don't always do a great job um to post the chat questions that we're going to have every week i try to get those up earlier in the day on thursday for our 7 p.m eastern chats on twitter um we do a graphic and then we also include the text for the questions as well in order to be um, accessible for everyone. Um, We also have on that website um, quick and easy ways to look at some great resources. Um, There is a resources section and you can go in and take a look. They're all kind of um, compartmentalized. So the first section you'll see is about self-esteem and body image. 
and um, next self-love and self-care, LGBTQ, I need to add some of the other letters I've learned on there. <laughs> so it'll be LGBTQUIA+, and gender roles, dating, relationships and talking to your partner. We also have a section that's for and from partners in case you and or your partner or your family ever want to kind of see more of what other people um, in relationships with chronically ill and amazing people um, see and go through. There's, you know, a, a large section on sexy times and with advice from experts. Um, some of these are broken down by illness, like sex and arthritis, sex and fatigue. Others are very broad and can be used in um, a wide variety of illnesses. Um, we also have a section about masturbation and sex toys, talking to doctors, pregnancy, fertility, and parenting, some general sex ed, um, links to some sex-positive sex shops, such as Come As You Are in Toronto, which I'm hoping to visit in a couple weeks when I'm up there. So excited. Um, and the Tool Shed in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which I love with all my heart. I wish I lived in Milwaukee, but I feel like I'd be there every day annoying them. Um, there's also some products on there under a heading called sex toys and helpers that are cs approved these are um toys lubes and and various other things that are um that have been used by some of us who really appreciate these products who think they work really well um for a wide variety of people with illnesses um Obviously, the first thing I have on there is lube because lube is probably the most important thing in the entire sex world after consent, of course. Um, we do also have some links to some other blogs um, that are, you know, about chronic illness in general, as well as chronic illness related organizations. Down towards the bottom, we do also have um, lists of some books on illness on self-care and self-love, or on dating and sex with disability. We do also have a freebies section. It is small right now, but um, basically consists of things you might want to have as your phone wallpaper or your wallpaper on your computers, things like that. Um, just to remind you that you're amazing, just to brighten your day and um, show something pretty. So that's kind of an overview of our website, an overview of what we are hoping to discuss with this podcast, um, and kind of the schedule that we're hoping to keep. Um, and, you know, I'm really excited to get this started. I recently quit my job so that I could focus on this a little more, even though there's not money in it right now. So if you are interested in supporting us, um, we would love to have you support us over on Patreon. I will put that link in the show notes as well. Um, Patreon is a great website where you can donate a certain amount of money every month. Um, the smallest amount I have on there is $5. And each, um, you know, step up in pledges gets you a certain 
um, kind of reward for what you're doing. So that lowest amount, that $5, um, will get you, I've written an ebook on learning how to love yourself with chronic illness, so that would get you that. Um, and if you pledge $10, you'll get that as well as being listed as a Hamilton level supporter on the website. Um, those of you who don't know me so well, I have a big Hamilton problem, so just be prepared for that. <laughs> anyway, you can donate however much you want a month. I think you can stop it um, pretty easily, those kinds of things. Um, I'm trying to think what else to talk to you about today. I don't think there's a whole lot, um, until I talk a little bit more with Kristen in a couple weeks when we're both in Canada. Um, I'm really excited because we're both going to be there as a part of something called the self-care movement. Um, it's put together by Self-Care Catalyst, which is the company that both Kristen and I met, um, and became aware of in March of this year when we attended the e-pharma summit in New York City. Um, the self-care movement, their mission is to transform perspectives about chronic illness and the way we manage it, to celebrate the greatness and ordinary accomplishments that patients face every day. So really, the, the whole movement is focused on creating um, a, a society, a culture, that is more focused on self-care because we don't have that right now. Um, far from it. So we are both excited, I know, to be a part of this. I had to go get my passport. This will be my first journey out of the country. Um, and I'm extremely excited because Kristen and I will have a chance to sit down and spend some time with Lena Anderson. And I know that's just going to be the best time ever. So, um, I think that wraps it up. If you are interested in kind of following the self-care movement summit that Kristen and I are attending, that is June 27th in Toronto, Canada. Um, you can follow along on Twitter. I'll post the hashtags in the show notes so that you can take a look at that. Um, and think for right now that's it um we will probably have a podcast that goes up not too long after this self-care movement at the end of june um since lena Kristen, and i will all be hanging out together and um yeah, I think that's probably all for today. I certainly hope that you are as excited as I am to um, learn more about how we can love and take care of ourselves to help improve our illnesses, how we can um, jump over those hurdles in our relationships that illnesses cause and how we can be more expressive and own more of our sex and sexuality um, despite our chronic illnesses. So that's it for today. I will talk to you soon and please join us Thursday nights on Twitter at 7 p.m. using the hashtag chronic sex. You can also follow our Twitter 
um, account. It's the official account for the chat. It's Chronic Sex Chat. Um, that also happens to be our handle on Instagram. So we'd love to see you on there as well. Um, and we do also have a Facebook page you can go and like. Um, we do have a very private secret, aka you cannot find it through searching, Facebook group. So if that's something that you would like to be a part of, um, please email me and I will get you instructions on how to do so. Um, I hope you've had a fun time listening to our short little I guess it's not short. It's almost half an hour now. Sorry. Um, Our first little podcast with just me. Um, And I'm excited to bring you more content very soon. Have a great day.